Welcome to My Take on It with Your Angelic Karma. If you are interested in sharing your story in a future broadcast, send an email to yourangelicstories at gmail.com. Here she is, folks, your host, the one, the only, the also beautiful, Your Angelic Karma. And the question is, la pregunta es, ¿te sientes incómodo cuando gente se habla un idioma que no entiendes? Si es así, ¿por qué? The question is, do you all, or have you all ever found yourself in the situation of feeling uncomfortable around people, or found yourself in a situation where people were speaking a different language, but you were in your own home country. Of course, if you went to another country and they were speaking their native language, okay, why would you feel uncomfortable? It would be natural that they would be speaking their own native language. But in your own country, have you ever found yourself amongst people or around people that were speaking a different language to one another and you felt uncomfortable or you felt angry? And my question is, is that uncomfortableness due to a feeling of inferiority or how does it make one feel that uncomfortableness do you feel that they are talking about you do you feel that they should be speaking your language because they're in your country do you feel is are those feelings of inferiority that because you're in my country and my language is not what you're speaking you should be speaking my language it makes me feel uncomfortable that you're not so is that it, it subconsciously is that an inferiority complex like that? Do you feel that is disrespectful now? And why is it disrespectful? Well, because you wouldn't understand. So you, you would take it as disrespect. Is that a feeling of inferiority, not knowing, not understanding, not knowing what is being spoken, not knowing what is going on? You know, and so that's what the question is. And we have, this question that is an extension of my question is, well, my question is an extension of this question. My question is, is it an inferiority complex? Anger, not knowing, frustration, feeling, or that the person or demanding that they should speak the language that the language that la lingua get through and thin this, the language that you understand, demanding or feeling that that's what they should be speaking like that because you feel inferior because you don't understand that they're not speaking it. So you feel closed out. You feel put out. You feel left out. Therefore you feel inferior. And you assume that because you're in your own country, that that's the only the, the language that you understand should be the only language that's spoken. That's my extension and my expansion of this question that was proposed. I took it a step further as, is it inferiority that is being felt? Now, this is what the, the, the questioner asked. Why do some Americans dislike people speaking a foreign language? Now, I'm going to answer some of their assumptions. Like the, the people that responded to this question, it really took me aback of how wrong they are. 
they said a lot of things that I am most definitely not in agreement with with this question, but it's still I still expanded upon this person's questions and took it. Is it an inferiority complex? That's my question. Now, Vicky answered, and she stated, I used to teach an adult ed Spanish class. Students sometimes said that they wanted to know what Spanish-speaking employees, etc. she states, the ones putting the roof on their houses or the ones in restaurants were saying about them. So she's saying that what motivated people to come to her to learn Spanish was that the one that wanted to learn Spanish wanted to know what the, the people that put the roofs on their houses, she stated, and worked in restaurants, were saying about them. So they assumed that they were being talked about. So they wanted to learn Spanish so that they can know what was being said about them, as opposed to wanting to learn Spanish because in the United States, you have so many different people from different parts of the world that live here, so many different cultures, so many different languages. It's hard to not know a different language. It's hard to be monolithic in the United States with so many different cultures. Even though English, lingua, I keep wanting to say, even though English is the primary language here, but it's still kind of hard to, and a lot of people say that they're monolithic. They only know one language in English, in language, lingua, English. I'm having confusion. They only know one language because in the United States, they are majority around American people, which is kind of hard because you have so many people from different countries here. So it's hard to only interact with English speaking people. And we can also say, well, most of the people here speak English. Not so. A lot of people here speak their native languages. And they don't know English. Or they know English partially. And because the United States is supposed to be a country of diversity, it, it kind of, it propels itself or boasts its diversity so that means that there will be people with different cultures, different languages, and it will be kind of hard to be monolithic like that. Just like people from other countries and cultures that come here and they learn English, they will be bilingual. It's hard to be a native-born American and be monolithic and only know English. Or only come across English as the first language of that person, of everybody you meet in English is their first language. Now, so Vicky states that the people that came to her, the adults that came to her wanting to learn English, came wanting to know what the people that were putting the roofs on their homes and the ones that were working in restaurants were saying about them. Were they too self-conscious, she states? Were they conceited because they thought anyone would make them a topic of conversation? Were they perhaps feeling a little guilty for the way they had treated those people? I had the Spanish speakers made some kind of gesture indicating that they were talking about the people who were in my class. I don't know, she states. I don't know what I have. I do know what I have overheard myself being talked about in Spanish and the people talking had no way of knowing that I understood them. Once, once it was in Walmart, the man said to the woman, look at the shoes that lady is wearing. Once was downtown, the woman said to the man, ask her where it is. The man replied, no. They were different couples, she stated. A Puerto Rican woman, man, told me that twice he had talked about someone and then found out that the person understood him. 
He said, thank God I wasn't saying anything bad. <laughs> when we were in Europe, I was pushing my husband in a wheelchair. I heard people say, do you think she needs help? Get the door for them, son. You only see Americans using wheelchairs around here. If people get the idea that they are being talked about, it makes them uncomfortable. And if they can't understand what's being said, it's worse. This is no, this in no way negates other people's answers, but it adds another dimension. That's what Vicky states. You all have to decide if you are in agreement with her, partially or completely. Sam states, oh no, Americans don't. Let's be specific here. A subset, this is what I don't agree with Sam's answer, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Sam straight here. Oh, no, Americans don't. Let's be specific here. A subset of closed-minded and bigoted white or smaller percentage of assimilated nativists, non-white Americans might dislike people speaking a foreign language or anything other than English if we want to get real specific, he states. So he's defending Americans as it relates to this question about Americans being offended or not liking that people that speak a different language speak it in front of them. He also states, and they also tend to skew conservative. Now, that's the part I don't like because I am conservative. Those of you that have followed me on the podcast, you already know that. And I speak three languages. I speak two languages apart from English. So, and I'm conservative small town, Georgia, I'm conservative. And I wasn't taught to be conservative. I'm conservative though. Now, and I don't mind people speaking whatever they want to speak in front of me. And I don't feel that they are talking about me and I don't care what they're talking about. I feel that if they're speaking another language in front of me, they don't want me to understand anyway. So I don't care. I don't presume anything like that. And I lived in a country for nine years where everybody was speaking a different language than I was speaking. And it didn't bother me. I expected that because that country was over 95% of native people, I would expect that they would be speaking one language, unlike the United States, where we have a multitude of different cultures, a multitude of different countries, a multitude of different ethnicities, a multitude of people that speak different languages. So here I would expect to hear a variety of different languages like that. Sam also states, and they also tend to skew conservative, but the xenophobia is really not overshadowed by just having a really shitty attitude in general. They tend to be rather shitty people across the board and have a lot of hatred for a lot of other things, such as the gays pushing their agenda, race mixing, not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance, foreigners taking our jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, and he tried to, Sam tries to correlate or assign conservative and the lack, not liking race, race missing, missing. I'm conservative. I was married to a man for 22 years that was not American. That was of a different race. And I've dated a man before them, him that wasn't, and I'm dating a man now that is a different race. The other two were from different countries. So conservative and not, not liking race missing and conservative and racism doesn't go together. People that will only try to assign them, align them to being together. And some people could say, well, if you're not white, you can't be conservative or you're the different type of conservative. Well, conservative, conservative is the way that people define conservative that is incorrect or the way that you want, they want you to look at people and view people that are conservative that is incorrect. Now, 
Thankfully, they are rather a rather small minority of the American population. Their behavior just seems so outrageous since it runs against more mainstream ideas. Most people are not xenophobic at all. And they in the confrontations of old bigoted white people yelling at perceived foreigners speaking another language just tend to go viral because it has all the elements that cause outrage these days. That's what Sam states. And in response to that, Thomas replies, yes, and with my personal experience, you would mainly find these kind of people in the predominantly white suburb areas in the central parts of the countries. In most of the big cities like New York City, LA, Miami, Las Vegas, etc., you will find that 99% of the people do not mind foreigners, foreigners and people who speak foreign languages as they are used to them, especially in areas close to Mexico or in the Native American reserves. But these are due to the fact that there are a lot of non-white people who live there and they are mostly not disturbed by the fact that they have to share their neighborhood with foreigners. What do you all think about Sam's comment? I already told you all what I feel about it. Mark states, there are a lot of men that are answering this question. Mark states, because many Americans have no cultural identity, just the negative political identities of whiteness and blackness. They have long since forgotten their ancestors' native languages, values, traditions, and way of life. Now, I disagree with that because I already told you all I came on here and read my, I told you all, I've talked a lot about my family history, my mother's side of the family, my father's side of the family, and my the genetic test that I took that coincided with their story. And I always told y'all I identify as Southern. I am Southern. So thinking that most Americans identify as a color, whiteness or blackness are in, is incorrect. It could be that the, the people that have the loudest voices are the ones that identify themselves by color, blackness or whiteness like that. And when they come across people that sharing that color, they expect that people, that person to have the same thought process, the same ideas, the same experience as they've had and see themselves through the lens of color. I've always stated, and I'm sure there are many people like me that have stated that they are Southern. I'm from a small town in Georgia. I am Southern first, as I've always stated, and then I'm multi-generationally mixed due to my upbringing, my mother and my parents' side of the family like that. And their mixture goes up close mixing and on back generational miss, mixing like that is multi-generational. So all of us don't define ourselves by whiteness or blackness. So that Mark, I feel this incorrect. He also states they have long since forgotten their ancestors, native languages, values, traditions, and way of life. Not really. Cause I stated for the last two years on the podcast and people would send me emails stating that they like when I talked about my upbringing, my family, that when I come from a mother, I would tell you all that her and my grandmother, my father's mother, they would get together. What they had in common with is they both like talking about their family history like that. So it was, so we grew up knowing that we grew up learning that we grew up with that culture like that. So it, everybody has not forgotten. Some of us, we are well aware and it goes, um, it goes above and beyond it, this story that they tell us and pass down to us, it goes above and beyond it being the conclusion of, of us identifying ourselves with our blackness or our whiteness. We identify us ourselves with where we're from, that culture, region in the United States, which helps shapes us, me being Southern, 
and also our genetic makeup like that and the customs that were passed down to us by our grandparents, our mother, our father, our aunts, our uncles, like that. So there is a cultural identity here in the United States. It's just that the people that identify themselves by blackness and whiteness or their whiteness, they have the loudest voices. Now, all that remains, Mark State, is a massive chip on their proverbial shoulders without the reassurance sis and kinship that culture would ordinarily provide so the presence of any real cultural identity is viewed as an act of aggression since white americans have come to view cultural expression as a zero-sum game and feel threatened by others speaking a language they do not care to speak they do not know or care to speak these people can't be saved from their own boundless anxieties now Okay, so Mark opened up a different, because I can, I can make a podcast on cultural identity regarding the United States specifically and compare it to other countries. So I think he was like, he was kind of way out there and off the mark like that. I think he was, because the United States does have a cultural identity. Well, we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about language right now. And Tom states, there are a lot of men answering this question. Tom states... The, the old cliche, what do you call a person who speaks two languages? Answer, bilingual. What do you call a person who three, speaks three languages? Answer, trilingual. What do you call a person who speaks only one language? Answer, American. I was discussing having studied a few different languages with an American friend, and he told me that he was still working on English. My answer to him was that his English was already pretty good, and I had very little trouble understanding him. Okay. So, you know, is is the is the is a part of assimilation here in the United States that where People on the outside looking in could take it that when you assimilate a people, when people are assimilated and a monolith is created, cultural monolith or a linguistic monolith, it could be from the outside looking in, it could be as if culture is being extracted from the people that have been assimilated and that the United States isn't a country built up of people from many different cultures, many different languages, many different cultures. It is, that was what it was, but through assimilation, that is like, it is a, it is conditioned out. And then American culture itself is looked at as being maybe bland and cultureless. Because it would become, it would be monolithic in a lot of sameness and no variety and no depth. And I feel like that's what a lot of people on the outside looking in could think. And that's what assimilation can sometimes create. 
you know, a woman speaks up and she states because people can be pretty nasty when they think you can't understand them. No one likes to be a dupe sitting there with a smile on their face while they trash you in another language. And if you don't speak the language, you don't know which it is. So why assume that you're being trashed? Why assume that people that speak a language different than yours and that you don't understand are out to get you or are being negative towards you? And if that's the first assumption that comes to your mind when you hear somebody speaking a language in front of you that you un don't understand, it may have more to do with how, what your feelings are towards them subconsciously and you giving voice and word to that. And then sometimes, yeah, people can be speaking negative against you or towards you in their different language, but it depends. That's not always going to be the case. So is it a, an inferiority complex? Or if you don't understand something, it obviously has to be something that is working against you. And for you, for anything that is working on your behalf and for your better good, it has to be just like you. And you have to understand it completely and fully. Well, if you went to another country and they were speaking their native tongue and you didn't understand it, okay, and you had no control over that, are you going to assume that everybody that was speaking what their native language is speaking something against you? So that type of that type of thinking is odd, is strange, you know. Because even if somebody isn't, somebody can be, you can, you can have somebody in front of you that speaks your language, you understand it, and you could be smiling, and they could be thinking negatively towards you, and they can be smiling back at you and telling you something positive that you understand. So I don't think that, that's, I think that type of, type of thinking is odd, but it may be common, I'm not sure. Stephen states, I don't think it's so much that. It's more the feeling that no one should demand people cater to them and speak their language when they come to a country, but that's something all countries do. It is just polite when going to another country to at least make an effort to speak the language. At the very least, don't act entitled and expect people to speak your language when you are the visitor. So, okay, now, now with Stephen's answer, I kind of agree with that because American people, they travel to a lot of different countries. Usually, I'm assuming that most of them would travel to, to Europe where they speak English like that. But some of them, they travel to countries where the, the, the native language is not English. And he is correct. If you're, But see, some Americans, they could travel to countries and they lay on the beaches. They, they go to places that cater to Americans and the people at the places, at the hotel, at the restaurant speak English because it's a tourist attraction where it's the landing spot where if you're an American English speaking visitor, they will have people hired that can cater to you that speak English like that. But I think that he is correct about if you're the visitor, you know, don't act entitled and expect people to speak your language when you're the visitor. You should at least, even if you're visiting a country, know the language like that or know some of the language. And then we could say, well, what if you travel to multiple countries? How is it reasonable be, to be expected to learn the, the language of all those countries? Well, well, Stephen is the one said, if you're the visitor, don't don't feel entitled and expect people to speak your language when you're you are the visitor. Don't feel catered to. 
So Fabio states, because you can't be loved and admired by the whole world, I suppose. If you just talk plain English, some will be bothered by the lack of culture diversity and of polyglotism. In short, whatever you speak and do, some will like it and some will just not. So what do you all think about that? Petro commented and stated, so true. What do you all think about that? Does it bother you? Is it an inferiority, com com inferiority complex or is it entitlement? Is it that it's custom when you're customary to be being catered to inside or outside of your country and then you encounter situations where that's not the case, does it cause one to feel inferior? And the idea that the idea that there is no culture here and Americans define themselves by their blackness or whiteness is is a sad idea for people outside the country to think or draw the conclusion or people that are inside the country because these people were from the United States that stated this to think or or draw a conclusion of what do you all think about it and next to next time that's what I want to share thanks for listening bye